Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Norway. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Norway, officially the Kingdom of Norway, is a Nordic country in Northern Europe, the mainland territory of which comprises the western and northernmost portion of the Scandinavian Peninsula. The remote Arctic island of Jan Mayen and the archipelago of Svalbard also form part of Norway. Bouvet Island, located in the subantarctic, is a dependency of Norway. It also lays claims to the Antarctic territories of Peter Island and Queen Maud Land. The capital and largest city in Norway is Oslo. Norway has a total area of 385,207 square kilometers, 148,729 square miles, and had a population of 5,488,984 in January 2023. The country shares a long eastern border with Sweden at a length of 1,619 kilometers, 1,006 miles. It is bordered by Finland and Russia to the northeast and the Skagerrak Strait to the south, on the other side of which are Denmark and the United Kingdom. Norway has an extensive coastline facing the North Atlantic Ocean and the Barents Sea. The maritime influence dominates Norway's climate, with mild lowland temperatures on the sea coasts, the interior, while colder, is also significantly milder than areas elsewhere in the world on such northerly latitudes. Even during polar night in the north, temperatures above freezing are commonplace on the coastline. The maritime influence brings high rainfall and snowfall to some areas of the country. Harald V of the House of Glucksburg is the current King of Norway. Jonas Garstor has been Prime Minister since 2021, replacing Erna Solberg. As a unitary sovereign state with a constitutional monarchy, Norway divides state power between the Parliament, the Cabinet and the Supreme Court, as determined by the 1814 Constitution. The kingdom was established in 872 as a merger of many petty kingdoms and has existed continuously for 1,151 years. From 1537 to 1814, Norway was a part of the Kingdom of Denmark, Norway, and from 1814 to 1905, it was in a personal union with the Kingdom of Sweden. Norway was neutral during the First World War, and also in World War II until April 1940 when the country was invaded and occupied by Nazi Germany until the end of the war.
Norway has both administrative and political subdivisions on two levels, counties and municipalities. The Sami people have a certain amount of self-determination and influence over traditional territories through the Sami Parliament and the Finnmark Act. Norway maintains close ties with both the European Union and the United States. Norway is also a founding member of the United Nations, NATO, the European Free Trade Association, the Council of Europe, the Antarctic Treaty, and the Nordic Council, a member of the European Economic Area, the WTO, and the OECD, and a part of the Schengen Area. In addition, the Norwegian languages share mutual intelligibility with Danish and Swedish. Norway maintains the Nordic welfare model with universal health care and a comprehensive social security system, and its values are rooted in egalitarian ideals. The Norwegian state has large ownership positions in key industrial sectors, having extensive reserves of petroleum, natural gas, minerals, lumber, seafood, and fresh water. The petroleum industry accounts for around a quarter of the country's gross domestic product, GDP. On a per capita basis, Norway is the world's largest producer of oil and natural gas outside of the Middle East. The country has the fourth highest per capita income in the world on the World Bank and IMF lists. On the CIA's GDP, PPP, per capita list, 2015 estimate, which includes autonomous territories and regions, Norway ranks as number 11. It has the world's largest sovereign wealth fund, with a value of 1 trillion US dollars. Norway has the second highest human development index ranking in the world, previously holding the top position between 2001 and 2006, and between 2009 and 2019, it also has the second highest inequality adjusted ranking per 2021. Norway currently ranks first on the OECD Better Life Index, the Index of Public Integrity, the Freedom Index, and the Democracy Index. Norway also has one of the lowest crime rates in the world. Although the majority of Norway's population is ethnic Norwegian, in the 21st century immigration has accounted for more than half of population growth. In 2021, the five largest minority groups in the country were the descendants of Polish, Lithuanian, Somali, Pakistani, and Swedish immigrants. Norway has two official names, Norgen Bukmal and Norag in the Norsk. The English name Norway comes from the Old English word Norway mentioned in AE, meaning northern way or way leading to the north, which is how the Anglo-Saxons referred to the coastline of Atlantic Norway similar to leading theory about the origin of the Norwegian language name. The Anglo-Saxons of Britain also referred to the Kingdom of Norway in 880 as Normanna land. There is some disagreement about whether the native name of Norway originally had the same etymology as the English form. According to the traditional dominant view, the first component was originally Nor, a cognate of English North, so the full name was Norrvegr, the way northwards, referring to the sailing route along the Norwegian coast and contrasting with Sirkar Southern Way, from Old Norse Sur, 
for Germany and Austria Eastern Way from Austria for the Baltic. In the translation of Orosius for Alfred, the name is Norweg, while in younger Old English sources the TH is gone. In the 10th century, many Norsemen settled in northern France, according to the sagas, in the area that was later called Normandy from Norman, Norseman, or Scandinavian, although not in Norwegian possession. In France, Normanni or Northmanni referred to people of Norway, Sweden, or Denmark. Until around 1800, inhabitants of Western Norway were referred to as Nordmen, Northmen, while inhabitants of Eastern Norway were referred to as Osmen, Eastmen. According to another theory, the first component was a word nor, meaning narrow, Old English Niru, referring to the inner archipelago sailing route through the land, narrow way. The interpretation as northern, as reflected in the English and Latin forms of the name, would then have been due to later folk etymology. This latter view originated with philologist Niels Halvorsen Trance in 1847. Since 2016, it is also advocated by language student and activist Klaus Johan Merville and was adopted by philology professor Michael Schultz. The form Noer is still used in place names such as the village of Noer and Lake North Jordan in Buscarat County and still has the same meaning. Among other arguments in favor of the theory, it is pointed out that the word has a long vowel in skaldic poetry and is not attested with O in any native Norse texts or inscriptions. The earliest runic attestations have the spellings Nuruiak and Nuriki. This resurrected theory has received some pushback by other scholars on various grounds, e.g. the uncontroversial presence of the element nor in the ethnonym Norormer Norseman, Norwegian person, modern Norwegian Nordman, and the adjective nor on northern, Norse, Norwegian, as well as the very early attestations of the Latin and Anglo-Saxon forms with. In a Latin manuscript of 840, the name Northwegia is mentioned. King Alfred's edition of the Orosius World History, dated 880, uses the term Norweg. A French chronicle of C. 900 uses the names Northwegia and Norwegia. When Othair of Halagaland visited King Alfred the Great in England in the end of the 9th century, the land was called Norweger. Lit. Northway and Normana land, lit. Northman's land. According to Othair, Normana lived along the Atlantic coast, the Danes around Skagerrak Oji Kattegat, while the Sami people, the Finns, had a nomadic lifestyle in the wide interior. Othair told Alfred that he was the most northern of all Norwegians, presumably at Senja Island or closer to Tromso. He also said that beyond the wide wilderness in Norway's southern part was the land of the Swedes, Svealand. The adjective Norwegian, recorded from C. 1600, is derived from the Latinization of the name as Norwegia. In the adjective Norwegian, the Old English spelling Wig has survived. After Norway had become Christian, Norger and Norwegi had become the most common forms but during the 15th century, the newer forms Norig, H, and Norg, H, E, 
found in medieval Icelandic manuscripts, took over and have survived until the modern day. The first inhabitants were the Ehrensburg culture, 11th to 10th millennia BC, which was a late Upper Paleolithic culture during the Younger Dryas, the last period of cold at the end of the Wyxelian glaciation. The culture is named after the village of Ehrensburg, 25 kilometers, 15.53 miles, northeast of Hamburg in the German state of Schleswig-Holstein, where wooden arrow shafts and clubs have been excavated. The earliest traces of human occupation in Norway are found along the coast, where the huge ice shelf of the last ice age first melted between 11,000 and 8,000 BC. The oldest finds are stone tools dating from 9,500 to 6,000 BC, discovered in Finnmark, Kamsa culture in the north and Rogaland, Fosna culture in the southwest. However, Theories about two altogether different cultures, the Kamsa culture north of the Arctic Circle being one and the Fosna culture from Trondelag to Osafjord being the other, were rendered obsolete in the 1970s. More recent finds along the entire coast revealed to archaeologists that the difference between the two can simply be ascribed to different types of tools and not to different cultures. Coastal fauna provided a means of livelihood for fishermen and hunters who may have made their way along the southern coast about 10,000 BC when the interior was still covered with ice. It is now thought that these so-called Arctic peoples came from the south and followed the coast northward considerably later. In the southern part of the country are dwelling sites dating from about 5,000 BC. Finds from these sites give a clear idea of the life of the hunting and fishing peoples. The implements vary in shape and mostly are made of different kinds of stone, those of later periods are more skillfully made. Rock carvings, i.e. petroglyphs, have been found, usually near hunting and fishing grounds. They represent games such as deer, reindeer, elk, bears, birds, seals, whales, and fish, especially salmon and halibut, all of which were vital to the way of life of the coastal peoples. The rock carvings at Alta in Finnmark, the largest in Scandinavia, were made at sea level from 4,200 to 500 BC and marked the progression of the land as the sea rose after the last ice age ended. Between 300 and 2,500 BC, New settlers, courted were culture, arrived in eastern Norway. They were Indo-European farmers who grew grain and kept cows and sheep. The hunting fishing population of the west coast was also gradually replaced by farmers, though hunting and fishing remained useful secondary means of livelihood. From about 1500 BC, bronze was gradually introduced, but the use of stone implements continued, Norway had few riches to barter for bronze goods, and the few finds consist mostly of elaborate weapons and brooches that only chieftains could afford. Huge burial cairns built close to the sea as far north as Harstad and also inland in the south are characteristic of this period. The motifs of the rock carvings differ slightly from those typical of the Stone Age. Representations of the sun, animals, trees, 
weapons, ships, and people are all strongly stylized. Thousands of rock carvings from this period depict ships and the large stone burial monuments known as stone ships suggest that ships and seafaring played an important role in the culture at large. The depicted ships most likely represent some plank-built canoes used for warfare, fishing, and trade. These ship types may have their origin as far back as the Neolithic period and they continue into the pre-Roman Iron Age as exemplified by the George Spring boat. Little has been found dating from the early Iron Age, the last 500 years BC. The dead were cremated and their graves contained few burial goods. During the first four centuries AD, the people of Norway were in contact with Roman-occupied Gaul. About 70 Roman bronze cauldrons, often used as burial urns, have been found. Contact with the civilized countries farther south brought a knowledge of runes. The oldest known Norwegian runic inscription dates from the 3rd century. At this time, the amount of settled area in the country increased, a development that can be traced by coordinated studies of topography, archaeology, and place names. The oldest root names, such as Ness, Vic, and Bow, Cape, Bay, and Farm, are of great antiquity, dating perhaps from the Bronze Age, whereas the earliest of the groups of compound names with the suffixes Vin, Meadow, or Heim, settlement, as in Jorven, Bergen, or Sohim, Syme, usually date from the 1st century AD. Archaeologists first made the decision to divide the Iron Age of Northern Europe into distinct pre-Roman and Roman Iron Ages after Emil Vettel unearthed a number of Iron Age artifacts in 1866 on the island of Bornholm. They did not exhibit the same permeating Roman influence seen in most other artifacts from the early centuries AD, indicating that parts of Northern Europe had not yet come into contact with the Romans at the beginning of the Iron Age. The destruction of the Western Roman Empire by the Germanic peoples in the 5th century is characterized by rich finds, including tribal chiefs' graves containing magnificent weapons and gold objects. Hill forts were built on precipitous rocks for defense. Excavation has revealed stone foundations of farmhouses 18 to 27 meters, 59 to 89 feet long, one even 46 meters, 151 feet long, the roofs of which were supported on wooden posts. These houses were family homesteads where several generations lived together with people and cattle under one roof. These states were based on either clans or tribes, e.g. the Horder of Hordaland in western Norway. By the 9th century, each of these small states had things, local or regional assemblies, for negotiating and settling disputes. The thing-meeting places, each eventually with a horger, open-air sanctuary, or a heathen hof, temple, literally hill, were usually situated on the oldest and best farms, which belonged to the chieftains and wealthiest farmers. The regional things united to form even larger units, assemblies of deputy yeomen from several regions. In this way, the Lagting, assemblies for negotiations and lawmaking, 
developed. The culating had its meeting place by Sofjord and may have been the center of an aristocratic confederation along the western fjords and islands called the Gulating Slag. The Frostating was the assembly for the leaders in the Trondheimsfjord area, the Earls of Lade, near Trondheim, seemed to have enlarged the Frostating Slag by adding the coastland from Ronselsjord to Lofoten. From the 8th to the 10th century, the wider Scandinavian region was the source of Vikings. The looting of the monastery at Lindisfarne in northeast England in 793 by Norse people has long been regarded as the event which marked the beginning of the Viking Age. This age was characterized by expansion and immigration by Viking seafarers. They colonized, raided, and traded in all parts of Europe. Norwegian Viking explorers discovered Iceland by accident in the 9th century when heading for the Faroe Islands and eventually came across Finland, known today as Newfoundland, in Canada. The Vikings from Norway were most active in the northern and western British Isles and eastern North America Isles. According to tradition, Harold Fairhair unified them into one in 872 after the Battle of Haverstjord in Stavanger, thus becoming the first king of a united Norway. Harold's realm was mainly a South Norwegian coastal state. Fairhair ruled with a strong hand and according to the sagas, many Norwegians left the country to live in Iceland, the Faroe Islands, Greenland, and parts of Britain and Ireland. The modern-day Irish cities of Dublin, Limerick, and Waterford were founded by Norwegian settlers. Norse traditions were replaced slowly by Christian ones in the late 10th and early 11th centuries. One of the most important sources for the history of the 11th century Vikings is the treaty between the Icelanders and Olaf Haraldsson, King of Norway circa 1015 to 1028. This is largely attributed to the missionary kings Olav Tryggvason and St. Olav. Hakon the Good was Norway's first Christian king in the mid-10th century, though his attempt to introduce the religion was rejected. Born sometime in between 963 and 969, Olav Tryggvason set off raiding in England with 390 ships. He attacked London during this raiding. Arriving back in Norway in 995, Olav landed in Moster. There he built a church which became the first Christian church ever built in Norway. From Moster, Olav sailed north to Trondheim where he was proclaimed king of Norway by the area in 995. Feudalism never really developed in Norway or Sweden as it did in the rest of Europe. However, the administration of government took on a very conservative feudal character. The Hanseatic League forced the royalty to cede to them greater and greater concessions over foreign trade and the economy. The League had this hold over the royalty because of the loans the Hansa had made to the royalty and the large debt the kings were carrying. The League's monopolistic control over the economy of Norway put pressure on all classes, especially the peasantry, to the degree that no real burger class existed in Norway. From the 1040s to 1130, the country was at peace. In 1130, 
the Civil War era broke out on the basis of unclear succession laws, which allowed all the king's sons to rule jointly. For periods there could be peace, before a lesser son allied himself with a chieftain and started a new conflict. The Archdiocese of Nidaros was created in 1152 and attempted to control the appointment of kings. The church inevitably had to take sides in the conflicts, with the civil wars also becoming an issue regarding the church's influence of the king. The wars ended in 1217 with the appointment of Hakana Khansen, who introduced clear law of succession. From 1000 to 1300, the population increased from 150,000 to 400,000, resulting both in more land being cleared and the subdivision of farms. While in the Viking Age all farmers owned their own land, by 1300, 70% of the land was owned by the king, the church, or the aristocracy. This was a gradual process which took place because of farmers borrowing money in poor times and not being able to repay. However, tenants always remained free men and the large distances and often scattered ownership meant that they enjoyed much more freedom than continental serfs. In the 13th century, about 20% of a farmer's yield went to the king, church, and landowners. The 14th century is described as Norway's golden age, with peace and increase in trade, especially with the British Islands, although Germany became increasingly important towards the end of the century. Throughout the High Middle Ages, the king established Norway as a sovereign state with a central administration and local representatives. In 1349, the Black Death spread to Norway and had within a year killed a third of the population. Later plagues reduced the population to half the starting point by 1400. Many communities were entirely wiped out, resulting in an abundance of land, allowing farmers to switch to more animal husbandry. The reduction in taxes weakened the king's position, and many aristocrats lost the basis for their surplus, reducing some to mere farmers. High ties to church made it increasingly powerful and the archbishop became a member of the Council of State. The Hanseatic League took control over Norwegian trade during the 14th century and established a trading center in Bergen. In 1380, Olaf Hakenson inherited both the Norwegian and Danish thrones, creating a union between the two countries. In 1397, under Margaret I, the Kalmar Union was created between the three Scandinavian countries. She waged war against the Germans, resulting in a trade blockade and higher taxation on Norwegian goods, which resulted in a rebellion. However, the Norwegian Council of State was too weak to pull out of the Union. Margaret pursued a centralizing policy which inevitably favored Denmark because it had a greater population than Norway and Sweden combined. Margaret also granted trade privileges to the Hanseatic merchants of Lübeck and Bergen in return for recognition of her right to rule, and these hurt the Norwegian economy. The Hanseatic merchants formed a state within a state in Bergen for generations. Even worse were the pirates, the Vittel brothers, who launched three devastating raids on the port, 
but last in 1427. Norway slipped ever more to the background under the Oldenburg dynasty, established 1448. There was one revolt under Knut Alsen in 1502. Norwegians had some affection for King Christian II, who resided in the country for several years. Norway took no part in the events which led to Swedish independence from Denmark in the 1520s. Upon the death of Haakon V, King of Norway, in 1319, Magnus Eriksson, at just three years old, inherited the throne as King Magnus VII of Norway. At the same time, the movement to make Magnus King of Sweden proved successful, and both the kings of Sweden and of Denmark were elected to the throne by their respective nobles. Thus, with his election to the throne of Sweden, both Sweden and Norway reunited under King Magnus VII. In 1349, the Black Death radically altered Norway, killing between 50% and 60% of its population and leaving it in a period of social and economic decline. The plague left Norway very poor. Although the death rate was comparable with the rest of Europe, economic recovery took much longer because of the small, scattered population. Even before the plague, the population was only about 500,000. After the plague, many farms lay idle while the population slowly increased. However, the few surviving farms tenants found their bargaining positions with their landlords greatly strengthened. King Magnus VII ruled Norway until 1350 when his son, Haakon, was placed on the throne as Haakon VI. In 1363, Haakon VI married Margaret, the daughter of King Valdemar IV of Denmark. Upon the death of Haakon VI, in 1379, his son, Olaf IV, was only ten years old. Olaf had already been elected to the throne of Denmark on May 3, 1376. Thus, upon Olaf's accession to the throne of Norway, Denmark and Norway entered personal union. Olaf's mother and Haakon's widow, Queen Margaret, managed the foreign affairs of Denmark and Norway during the minority of Olaf IV. Margaret was working toward a union of Sweden with Denmark and Norway by having Olaf elected to the Swedish throne. She was on the verge of achieving this goal when Olaf IV suddenly died. However, Denmark made Margaret temporary ruler upon the death of Olaf. On February 2, 1388, Norway followed suit and crowned Margaret. Queen Margaret knew that her power would be more secure if she were able to find a king to rule in her place. She settled on Erika Pomerania, grandson of her sister. Thus at an all Scandinavian meeting held at Kalmar, Erika Pomerania was crowned king of all three Scandinavian countries. Thus, Royal politics resulted in personal unions between the Nordic countries, eventually bringing the thrones of Norway, Denmark, and Sweden under the control of Queen Margaret when the country entered into the Kalmar Union. After Sweden broke out of the Kalmar Union in 1521, Norway tried to follow suit, but the subsequent rebellion was defeated, 
and Norway remained in union with Denmark until 1814, a total of 434 years. During the national romanticism of the 19th century, this period was by some referred to as the 400-year night, since all of the kingdom's royal, intellectual, and administrative power was centered in Copenhagen in Denmark. In fact, it was a period of great prosperity and progress for Norway, especially in terms of shipping and foreign trade, and it also secured the country's revival from the demographic catastrophe it suffered in the Black Death. Based on the respective natural resources, Denmark-Norway was in fact a very good match since Denmark supported Norway's needs for grain and food supplies, and Norway supplied Denmark with timber, metal, and fish. With the introduction of Protestantism in 1536, the Archbishopric in Trondheim was dissolved, and Norway lost its independence and effectually became a colony of Denmark. The church's incomes and possessions were instead redirected to the court in Copenhagen. Norway lost a steady stream of pilgrims to the relics of ST. Olav at the Nidaros Shrine, and with them, much of the contact with cultural and economic life in the rest of Europe. Eventually restored as a kingdom, albeit in legislative union with Denmark, in 1661, Norway saw its land area decrease in the 17th century with the loss of the provinces Bohusland, Jemland, and Herjedalen to Sweden as the result of a number of disastrous wars with Sweden. In the north, however, its territory was increased by the acquisition of the northern provinces of Troms and Finnmark at the expense of Sweden and Russia. The famine of 1695 to 1696 killed roughly 10% of Norway's population. The harvest failed in Scandinavia at least nine times between 1740 and 1800 with great loss of life. After Denmark, Norway was attacked by the United Kingdom at the 1807 Battle of Copenhagen. It entered into an alliance with Napoleon, with the war leading to dire conditions and mass starvation in 1812. As the Danish Kingdom found itself on the losing side in 1814, it was forced, under terms of the Treaty of Kiel, to cede Norway to the King of Sweden, while the old Norwegian provinces of Iceland, Greenland, and the Faroe Islands remained with the Danish crown. Norway took this opportunity to declare independence, adopted a constitution based on American and French models, and elected the Crown Prince of Denmark and Norway, Christian Frederick, as king on May 17, 1814. This is the famous Setenmai, 17th of May, holiday celebrated by Norwegians and Norwegian-Americans alike. Setenmai is also called Norwegian Constitution Day. Norwegian opposition to the Great Powers' decision to link Norway with Sweden caused the Norwegian-Swedish War to break out as Sweden tried to subdue Norway by military means. As Sweden's military was not strong enough to defeat the Norwegian forces outright, and Norway's treasury was not large enough to support a protracted war, and as British and Russian navies blockaded the Norwegian coast, the belligerents were forced to negotiate the Convention of Moss. 
According to the terms of the convention, Christian Frederick abdicated the Norwegian throne and authorized the Parliament of Norway to make the necessary constitutional amendments to allow for the personal union that Norway was forced to accept. On November 4, 1814, the Parliament, Storting, elected Charles XIII of Sweden as King of Norway, thereby establishing the union with Sweden. Under this arrangement, Norway kept its liberal constitution and its own independent institutions, though it shared a common monarch and common foreign policy with Sweden. Following the recession caused by the Napoleonic Wars, economic development of Norway remained slow until economic growth began around 1830. This period also saw the rise of the Norwegian Romantic Nationalism, as Norwegians sought to define and express a distinct national character. The movement covered all branches of culture, including literature, Henrik Wurzland, Bjørnstjerne Björnson, Peter Christen S. Jornsson, Jürgen Mahl, painting, Hans Gud, Adolf Tidemann, music, Edward Grieg, and even language policy, where attempts to define a native written language for Norway led to today's two official written forms for Norwegian, Bukmal and Nynorsk. King Charles III John, who came to the throne of Norway and Sweden in 1818, was the second king following Norway's break from Denmark and the union with Sweden. Charles John was a complex man whose long reign extended to 1844. He protected the constitution and liberties of Norway and Sweden during the age of Metternich. As such, he was regarded as a liberal monarch for that age. However, he was ruthless in his use of paid informers, the secret police and restrictions on the freedom of the press to put down public movements for reform, especially the Norwegian National Independence Movement. The Romantic era that followed the reign of King Charles III John brought some significant social and political reforms. In 1854, women won the right to inherit property in their own right, just like men. In 1863, the last trace of keeping unmarried women in the status of minors was removed. Furthermore, women were then eligible for different occupations, particularly the common school teacher. By mid-century, Norway's democracy was limited, voting was limited to officials, property owners, leaseholders, and burghers of incorporated towns. Still, Norway remained a conservative society. Life in Norway, especially economic life, was dominated by the aristocracy of professional men who filled most of the important posts in the central government. There was no strong bourgeoisie class in Norway to demand a breakdown of this aristocratic control of the economy. Thus, even while revolution swept over most of the countries of Europe in 1848, Norway was largely unaffected by revolts that year. Marcus Thrain was a utopian socialist. He made his appeal to the laboring classes urging a change of social structure from below upwards. In 1848, he organized a labor society in Drammen. In just a few months, this society had a membership of 500 and was publishing its own newspaper. Within two years, 
300 societies have been organized all over Norway with a total membership of 20,000 persons. The membership was drawn from the lower classes of both urban and rural areas. For the first time, these two groups felt they had a common cause. In the end, the revolt was easily crushed. Thrain was captured and in 1855, after four years in jail, was sentenced to three additional years for crimes against the safety of the state. Upon his release, Marcus Thrain attempted unsuccessfully to revitalize his movement, but after the death of his wife, he migrated to the United States. In 1898, all men were granted universal suffrage, followed by all women in 1913. Christian Mikkelsen, a shipping magnate and statesman and prime minister of Norway from 1905 to 1907, played a central role in the peaceful separation of Norway from Sweden on June 7, 1905. A national referendum confirmed the people's preference for a monarchy over a republic. However, no Norwegian could legitimately claim the throne since none of Norway's noble families could claim descent from medieval royalty. In European tradition, royal or blue blood is a precondition for laying claim to the throne. The government then offered the throne of Norway to Prince Karl of Denmark, a prince of the Dano-German royal house of Schleswig-Holstein-Sonderburg-Glucksburg and a distant relative of several of Norway's medieval kings. After centuries of close ties between Norway and Denmark, a prince from the latter was the obvious choice for a European prince who could best relate to the Norwegian people. Following the plebiscite, he was unanimously elected king by the Norwegian parliament, the first king of a fully independent Norway in 580 years, 1397, Kalmar Union, he took the name Haakon VII. In 1905, the country welcomed the prince from neighboring Denmark, his wife Maud of Wales and their young son to re-establish Norway's royal house. Throughout the First World War, Norway remained neutral. However, diplomatic pressure from the British government meant that it heavily favored the Allies during the war. During the war, Norway exported fish to both Germany and Britain until an ultimatum from the British government and anti-German sentiments as a result of German submarines targeting Norwegian merchantmen led to a termination of trade with Germany. 436 Norwegian merchantmen were sunk by the Kaiserlich Marine during the war, with 1,150 Norwegian sailors losing their lives. Norway once more proclaimed its neutrality during the Second World War, but this time it was invaded by German forces on April 9, 1940. Although Norway was unprepared for the German surprise attack, see Battle of Drobak Sound, Norwegian campaign and invasion of Norway, military and naval resistance lasted for two months. Norwegian armed forces in the north launched an offensive against the German forces in the bowels of Narvik until they were forced to surrender on June 10th after losing British support which had been diverted to France during the German invasion of France. King Haakon and the Norwegian government escaped to Rutherhithe in London. Throughout the war they sent inspirational radio speeches and supported clandestine military actions in Norway against the Germans. 
On the day of the invasion, the leader of the small National Socialist Party National Samling, Viking Quisling, tried to seize power, but was forced by the German occupiers to step aside. Real power was wielded by the leader of the German occupation authority, Reichskommissar Joseph Trebovin. Quisling, as minister-president, later formed a collaborationist government under German control. Up to 15,000 Norwegians volunteered to fight in German units, including the Waffen-SS. The fraction of the Norwegian population that supported Germany was traditionally smaller than in Sweden, but greater than is generally appreciated today. It included a number of prominent personalities such as the Nobel Prize winning novelist Knut Hansen. The concept of a Germanic union of member states fit well into their thoroughly nationalist patriotic ideology. Many Norwegians and persons of Norwegian descent joined the Allied forces as well as the Free Norwegian forces. In June 1940, a small group had left Norway following their king to Britain. This group included 13 ships, 5 aircraft, and 500 men from the Royal Norwegian Navy. By the end of the war, the force had grown to 58 ships and 7,500 men in service in the Royal Norwegian Navy, five squadrons of aircraft, including Spitfires, Sunderland flying boats and mosquitoes, in the newly formed Norwegian Air Force, and land forces including the Norwegian Independent Company 1 and 5, troop as well as now. 10 Commandos during the five years of German occupation, Norwegians built a resistance movement which fought the German occupation forces with both civil disobedience and armed resistance including the destruction of Norsk Hydro's heavy water plant and stockpile of heavy water at Vemork, which crippled the German nuclear program, see Norwegian heavy water sabotage. More important to the Allied war effort, however, was the role of the Norwegian Merchant Marine. At the time of the invasion, Norway had the fourth largest merchant marine fleet in the world. It was led by the Norwegian shipping company Nordrship under the Allies throughout the war and took part in every war operation from the evacuation of Dunkirk to the Normandy landings. Every December Norway gives a Christmas tree to the United Kingdom as thanks for the British assistance during the Second World War. A ceremony takes place to erect the tree in London's Trafalgar Square. Svalbard was not occupied by German troops, but Germany secretly established a meteorological station there in 1944. The crew was stranded after the general capitulation in May 1945 and were rescued by a Norwegian seal hunter on September 4th. They were the last German soldiers to surrender in WW2.